Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Michael Corbin and I am joined for the first time by no one. That's right, Emmanuel is uh, unable to attend tonight. This obviously does not pay the bills for us and his actual job has kept him late. So you get to hear my dulcet tones for however long I decide to talk right now. And, jeez, I feel like I've dodged a bullet. Um, <laughs> Emmanuel really, really, really wanted to be here to give it to me after Friday's results and then, you know, preview the finals. But he he was looking forward to this all weekend. And for him to not be here, you know he must be busy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going solo today. This could be fun. Uh, there's no one to rein me in. Uh, but let's see how this goes. This could be could be a very interesting pod. And yeah, let's get into it. And let's discuss Friday night. Look, besides the Roosters organization, I don't think there's too many people more disappointed than I am. I was actually at the game, right? It was freezing cold. It was abysmal. You had to, I had to go out to ANZ, which is not fun. In the first place, I hate that stadium, but I went out, first game of the season, I got to watch, and for the first five minutes, I thought, all right, this is good, we're looking all right, and then from there on, it was all downhill. For those of you who aren't following along, last Friday night, the Roosters went down to the Bunnies, I can't believe I'm going to say this, 60 points to eight. Yeah, I. it was... The last time I remember a loss this bad for the Roosters was against the Bulldogs. Uh, that famous game where Reese Kennedy tripped over his own feet coming out of the in goal and the ball bounced off his head. Yeah, it is. Um, I I was lost for words after this game. I, I hated it. I hated watching it. I was so disappointed. And it's just not the way you want to head into the finals. Now, I've, I'm going to try... I'm trying to be unbiased here, right? So I'm going to read off some stats that and some records that were broken by uh, in the game. Uh, the 60-8 win was the South's biggest win over the Sydney Roosters and their fifth largest win ever. It was also South's biggest winning margin in, 60, in 40 years. Uh, it was the first time Souths have put up 60 points since 1937. Jeez, these are not looking good for the Roosters. The 60 points conceded was the most for the Roosters uh, in a decade. Like I said, that game against the Bulldogs. It marked the fourth worst loss in Roosters history. You can tell that, you know, which... I can't explain what happened to us. I really can't. It's unfathomable to understand what happened. Uh, the most concerning part for the Roosters team, no team has ever won. We've mentioned this multiple times. No team has ever won the Premiership after having 50 points conceded against them during the regular season. It's going to be a tough record to break, um, but if any team can do it, I think it's the Roosters. Alex Johnson became the first South Sydney player since Harold uh, Horder in 1917 to score two five-tray hauls for the club. Johnson's now the leading try scorer. He last won the award in 2014. Adam Reynolds' 10 goals in the match was just shy of Eric Sims' South's record uh, with 11 in 1969. So yeah, a lot of records broken for Souths. A lot of bad records against the, for the Roosters. And yeah, it was an abysmal performance. Uh, the concerning thing was it was actually 
It was 38 It was thirty-eight to 8 heading into the 69th minute, and in 11 minutes, South put on 22 points. That's a joke. And the Roosters have to be worried. I Look, I really hope that this was just, you know, Souths were at their best, and the Roosters were at their absolute worst. I haven't seen them play like this under Robbo. We even had that season where we came 12th or 13th, and no performance was this bad. So, yeah, very troubling signs. But, yeah, I hope that this is a blip. We learn from it, and we come out, and we have a big game, uh, you know, in the preliminary final against the Penrith Panthers on Friday night. And you, you know the Panthers are going to be ready and fire to go. They know about that loss. They, they're going to take... They've, they've learned from what Souths did, and they might be showing some similar things against the Roosters. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's let's leave that. That was hard enough as it is, and I only lasted about three or four minutes on it. Uh, before we get into the news of the week, last week we said that we would go through some of our predictions from our very first podcast. Uh, what felt like that we recorded, you know, what felt like a decade ago. Uh, it was actually only six months ago in March. But the, the Emmanuel and I actually predicted most of the top eight. We both got seven of the eight teams who would represent. Uh, the NRL in the finals. Uh, both of us had Manly in there, though. And we know what happened to them this year. Uh, Tom Travoyevich got injured early in the season, tried to come back, wasn't successful, and their season from there on was a bit disastrous, if you ask me. they Even without Tom, they underperformed. Uh, so we both got that wrong. Ma- Emmanuel actually had him, uh, Manly, at third. I had them at fifth. Uh, some notable, notable other positions where we had teams. Emmanuel had the Panthers at fifth. I had them at seventh. Uh, we both had Souths at second, which I can't believe I said that way back when. Uh, the Roosters third. Emmanuel had the Eels winning the competition. I had Canberra winning the sorry winning the minor premiership. I had Canberra. Emmanuel had Eels. Uh, both had Knights in eighth. Uh, and the team we obviously both had lower down were the Sharks. I had them in tenth. And Emmanuel had them all the way down in 14th. Uh, we both had the Titans and the Warriors in 15th and 16th, respectively. But they actually finished 9th and 10th. So well done to them. They exceeded our expectations. And I think it's a good season for those two teams. Uh, grand final predictions. Emmanuel had, and I, I made sure I listened to this correctly, he had Parramatta versus either Souths or Manly at the Sydney Cricket Ground in the grand final. Now, Manuel got that. I don't know whether that's going to happen. Souths, maybe. Don't see Para there. Manly definitely can't make it. And we've just heard today that the grand final will be moved back to ANZ Stadium to accommodate a larger crowd. I believe they're allowed 40,000 in there. Uh, I had Roosters versus Parramatta in the grand final. It's it's still possible. Uh, I don't I don't see Parramatta being there though. So uh, probably unlikely. And we both had Mitchell Moses as Dallium winner. Um, that is not going to happen. I don't think he's performed well. He was injured for parts of the season, and I think it's Nathan Cleary's award to lose at the moment. He should run away with it. Uh, there's some news around the NRL. Uh, Brisbane have finally named their coach for the 2021 season, and it's Kevin Walters. Now, 
my thoughts on this have been said throughout the year. I don't know whether it's a right decision. I would have preferred Paul Green. I think Kevy is is unproven, really. He's lost two Origin series, and he hasn't really had a club head coaching job before, and that's it. I, I, like, I know he has the backing of the old boys, and I think that's what got him over the edge over Paul Green. But, yeah, I... I don't know how this is going to turn out. I could be proven wrong. He could be a phenomenal coach. But if you ask me, I think they, the old boys had too much of a say in this and it could come back to bite them. Uh, this this Broncos team is talented. You know, they've lost a couple of players, but it's a talented roster and they need to be in the top eight. The NRL needs them to be in the top eight because Brisbane is their biggest market and TV ratings were down this year on those Friday night games because a lot of them were Brisbane games where no one in Brisbane wanted to watch their own team. So Brisbane needs to be good. I hope they can turn it around because when Brisbane's good, the NRL is good, and you need your marquee franchises to be good for a successful competition. If Kevin Walters getting the Queen, uh, the Broncos job, it means that the Queensland job is vacant. And apparently, Wayne Bennett is taking the role of Queensland Maroons coach. Now, this one is even more surprising to me. How can you have a Queensland coach who is currently coaching a a club team that has grand final aspirations? There could be a scenario where Wayne Bennett is coaching Souths all the way until Sunday, uh, 10 days before State of Origin, and then has to go straight into camp with his Origin team. Whereas Brad Fittler's sitting there, he's already preparing, he's already started bringing players into camp. I think this is a this is going to be a really difficult series for Queensland. I know Wayne is the, the pro, he's been around, he's done it before, he knows what it takes to win Origin. But the lack of preparation that he could have if Souths make a deep finals run is a worrying sign for the Maroons. We've already discussed how little depth they have. And we've already discussed, you know, how thin their team is and how strong the the New South Wales team is. And then this is thrown on top of it. I don't know. I I find it a very, very, very interesting decision to appoint Wayne head coach at the Maroons. I would have gone with Paul Green, even if it was just for one season, to figure it out. Just so you have that preparation time. Obviously, this is a different season. Origins being played at the end of the season. I'm very, very skeptical of how this will turn out and I think it's going to be a really difficult year for Queensland in Origin I think it could be there could be some very lopsided score lines heading New South Wales way this week also is the kickoff of the NRLW the Women's Rugby League competition uh, as it has been for the last two years uh, the four teams that played last year have returned again so you've got uh, you've got the Roosters and St George, you've got the Broncos and the Warriors. I've actually been in the I've I've watched the last two grand finals. These these girls are really good, man. They're incredible players. Some of their hits are phenomenal. I think the one lacking thing in the NRLW competition is maybe the kicking. Uh, but it but the product from the first year to the second year was much better, and I can only see them getting better. 
Now, I do think that the, the program needs to expand. Four teams isn't enough. I think there are clubs who really want to get there. There are NRL clubs who want to get their female teams represented. I know Souths are a big one. I think I think next year, obviously this year is difficult under the circumstances uh, with COVID and whatnot, but I think next year they seriously need to look at looking at expanding this comp uh, and make it a bit longer than the the three week round uh, four week round robin tournament. This year they've also been bolstered by a couple players who uh, the with the female there's a couple females who have aren't able to play uh, rugby sevens because the Olympics are not on. So they've decided to come over and play in the tournament. So the depth is getting better. Yeah, There's more players and obviously rugby league, the, the female game is growing. So really excited to see how this goes and hopefully the product is really strong. The women also get an origin game during the origin series as well, which is always great. So you can catch those games on Fox Sports. I believe the first game... Uh, Roosters versus Dragons is at 11.30 on Saturday, and the Broncos versus the Warriors is 3 p.m. on Saturday as well. Uh, so tune in. It'll be a really great competition. Like I said, these girls are great. Some of the plays that they draw up are just like the men. Uh, the hits are just as big, and it's really fabulous to watch. And I would also like to shout out uh, my cousin, Jess Sergis, third cousins, very distant, I know. But uh, she's been spectacular basically the face of female rugby league. Uh, an absolute start of the game. Hope she does well, even if it is against my Roosters. Uh, the Dragons have made the grand final the last two years, and you know they're a really strong team. Uh, you got Maddie Stodden, you got Jess Serge, you got Isabel, uh, you got Kezi Apps as well. So like it's a really, really strong team. Isabel Kelly in the centers as well. Uh, they look ominous, and they have, but they they do have to get over the the hump of that Brisbane Broncos team. Uh, which has won the last two years. Let's get into the uh, first round of the finals. Friday night, we kick off the finals. 7.50, Panthers Stadium. I mentioned it before. It is Roosters versus Panthers. Uh, Roosters basically have a full side other than Jake Friend, who has succumbed to another head knock, uh, which is a bit ominous. Uh, And the Panthers are full strength. Uh, A few players got a bit of a rest last week. But they are looking strong. They are. I think they're coming into this game 15 wins in a row. It's going to be a really, really, really tough ask for the Roosters. The Panthers have been the elite comp of the, uh, the elite team of the competition all season. Only losing. They've only lost one game. They drew another game. So yeah, they're in fine form. Nathan Cleary. Uh, who has apparently been awarded his Dalian points back for the the TikTok incident at the start of the season, uh, is basically a shoe in to win Dalian. And yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about this game. I'm very nervous. I can't I can't tip against my team in the first week of the finals. Now, a bit of history here. The first time, uh, the last time these two played in the finals, I believe it was the first round of the 2014 competition. First up. Uh, First finals round of the 2014 competition, and it ended with a Jamie Soward field goal. Uh, Roosters ended up uh, losing that game and had to go on and play the Cowboys. So uh, that was the last time these two met in the finals. Um, I yeah, I'm tipping the Roosters. Uh, I asked the manual for his tips. He's tipping the Panthers. Um, so yeah, we'll see how this one goes. It's going to be a really tough match. Uh, two really good sides, and yeah, I'm. 
I kind of think the Roosters wanted this matchup, given how by, how they performed last week. Uh, I just didn't expect them to perform to the extent that they did last week. Next game, Raiders versus Sharks. Now, we got a little bit of a preview of this on the weekend. Uh, this game kicks off at 5.40 in Canberra on Saturday. Uh, I say a little bit of a preview because the Raiders actually rested half their squad and still ended up winning. Uh, so how can you tip against the Raiders? They've got a full team back, basically. Uh, the only real missing plays um, are Josh Hodgson and Corey Horsburgh. Uh, they're looking really strong. They've found a bit of form. Tom Starling has been a revelation for them. He has been exceptional in his starting role. He's knocked Havili out, and he looks... He, you know They haven't lost too much of, with losing Hodgson, which is what... A lot of people expected, including myself. Uh, the Sharks, I don't really give them much hope without Sean Johnson. Um, he was so crucial to their team. He led the league in try assists. He was the bulk of their attack. And, you know, with. I think Chad Townsend has had a really up and down, like a bit of a down season. Not even an up and down season, a bit of a down season. Uh, hasn't really performed too. Uh, what he can and what we saw in that 2016 Sharks final, uh, premiership run. Um, so, yeah, still no Matt Moylan either. Yeah, I, I can't tip against this Sharks team. Andrew Fafita still isn't, you know, he's not healthy. He's not what he used to be. He's not that insanely fit prop who could go the full, you know, 70 minutes and eat up meters and get offloads. He's not that anymore. Uh, next game, 7.50, Saturday night, Suncorp Stadium, uh, we have the Storm versus the Eels. Now, these teams met last time in the... Uh, met last year in the semifinals, I believe. And the Storm trounced the Eels. They absolutely destroyed them, held them to nil. Um, I'm not going to say that Melbourne are going to hold Storm to uh, the Eels to nil this time, but I think it's going to be an easy win for the Storm. They have dominated this matchup. Uh, even when, even when the Eels, uh, even when the Storm played them earlier in the season, there was no Munster and no Smith. The Storm were gritty. The Eels only, uh, the Eels should have beat them by a lot more than what they did. Melbourne are close to full strength, and it should be, should be an easy win for Melbourne. They are looking to get that by, and yeah, I. I'm disappointed in what I've been seeing out of the Eels over the last probably six, seven weeks of the competition. They were my pick to be a sneaky win, uh, sneaky team to win the competition. Um, but yeah, it's they're they're not the team that I thought they were, and they only just narrowly beat the Tigers on the weekend. Uh, the Tigers had nothing to play for, so that shows you where the Eels are at the moment. Melbourne in an easy one for me. And then I think this next game is probably... I think this next game is going to be a really good game. It just depends on what Knights team determines, decides to turn up. We have the Rabbitohs versus the Knights at ANZ Stadium, 4, 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon. Uh, the Knights have uh, had one good week and one bad week. And it seems to be the trend all season. I don't think they ever put, to, uh, put together back-to-back -to -back wins throughout the whole year. They performed badly last week, so maybe they perform well this week. And if they do, they have a chance. If they don't, Souths are looking good. Their attack was spectacular on the weekend. They put up 60 points. It's the biggest, the most amount of points all season. 
Yes, I know. I keep having to talk about it. It sucks. Um, Cody Walker was phenomenal. Uh, Alex Johnson is a try-scoring machine. Um, Adam Reynolds looked really good. Their forward pack has been, you know, performing better than I thought they would. Bailey Sirenen has been really good for them on the edge. Cameron Murray's been strong as always. And I just, I don't know where the fire, other than Ponga and Pierce, I just don't know what this team really offers. There's, I don't know, Mitch Barnett, he's had some good games. He's had some bad games as well. Mason Leno, I don't really trust at 5'8". We'll see how Bradman Best is after coming back. He's had one game, so maybe the rust has been knocked off a bit. But I think Souths win this. I think, I think they get up, and they go. And if they do, they'll go on to play the Eels next week, which we know how that ended last last time. It was thirty eight, thirty eight nil to Souths. So Souths could be Souths could have a nice little run here. They got a bit of an easier side of the competition, I think. Uh, considering you know you might get the eels and then you might get uh, you might get you get the knights and then the eels instead of having to face the raiders and then the roosters or the panthers. So yeah, it's um, Souths. Souths are a smoky team. They're they're looking good. They're looking tough, and I hate to see it personally. I mean, I I don't want to buy of it. <laughs> I don't I don't want to see them get anywhere near close to winning a premiership. Um, I forgot to mention Emmanuel's tips. Emmanuel's also gone on the Raiders. He's also gone on the Storm, and he's also gone on the Bunnies. So the only split that we've had is that he's tipped the Panthers, and I have tipped the Roosters. I know this is a bit of a shorter one, guys, but I'm here by myself. Um, thank you for continuing to listen. Um, this re- this round of footy should be really good. I know last week was a bit lackluster. Honestly, half the games didn't matter, and it showed teams didn't care. Teams barely turn out of the park, and I think the NRL needs to find a way to incentivize teams to care about the last round. Whether it's a playing tournament for that eighth seed uh, in the top eight, the Titans would have been a more fun team to see in the finals than the Sharks at the moment. Titans have been putting together some nice wins. They beat Manly on the weekend. You know, they're a team that's firing, and you know a little bit of finals experience would have really helped them. Uh, the Sharks are, you know falling over backwards at the moment for their injuries that they're struggling to make it. Uh, so I, I, there, there needs to be some sort of way the NRL can make these last couple of rounds more interesting uh, because really, after after the Roosters loss on the weekend, I can be honest, I barely watched any football this weekend because none of the games mattered. None of them, none of them meant anything. Um, after that Friday night, we knew where every single team would sit in the standings, and yeah, there was just no need to really watch football, unless it was you know to see Benji's last game as a Tiger. He's probably going to be back next year anyway, so it wasn't you know there's this is something that the NRL needs to explore. I will leave you with that, guys. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, follow us on Instagram at How Good Is Rugby League. And follow us on Twitter at HowGoodIsRL. We're going to try and tweet out a bit more this week, especially because it's finals and the games are a bit more interesting. And let's hope that Emmanuel can get away from his job and join us again next week. Because, look, I know you like hearing my voice, but it's much better when it's the both of us. Uh, So, yeah, thank you again, guys. And good luck to everyone's teams on the weekend. And one more thing before I go. How good is rugby league?